right, we are back with episode four. This is our second time recording. Hopefully this time it works out for us. And we're going to be doing a little free agency recap, talking about the moves that the Panthers and the Ravens made, and then, you know, some of the bigger moves from around the league and probably get into uh, a little bit of draft talk as well. Yep. So... Let's take a look at um. Let's let's recap last week's episode. We did a, a QB carousel episode. Um, a lot. Well, it wasn't last week's. Now I guess it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot's gone on since uh, episode three. But uh, let's go over um, some of the QB moves and see what we got right and see what we got wrong. I guess we can go ahead and start with the Panthers and uh, their signing of Teddy Bridgewater. I, I don't think either one of us had that happening. No. Uh... I mean, at that point, it still looked like Carolina would be maybe bringing Cam back, but obviously that it didn't go down that way. They decided that, you know, their their mantra from last season of wait till he's healthy, wait till he's healthy, wait till he's healthy, they changed their mind on that and, and just went ahead and cut him because they got a deal done with Teddy. Yeah. Um, you know, Teddy, Teddy's a good player, a good starter. You know, he, he he'll be a good quarterback in Carolina. He's not the player that Cam is and Carolina has done nothing to uh, well, I wouldn't say nothing, but they, they haven't done enough to improve the O-line. You know, they brought in Russell Okung, but they lost both of their starting guards. So yeah, they've got a, they've got a bit of work to do to protect Teddy moving forward. Yeah. Cause I mean, bringing in Russell Okung, I mean, some could argue that's an upgrade at tackle, but you know, you and I believe, you know, you, you drafted Greg Little, to take over that spot, let him play and see what he has. But Russell Kuhn's a veteran. He's played at a high level before. It's it's possible that yeah, that that's that's an upgrade. But with the with the the way the Panthers are moving, we're not even sure if if they're even going to hold on to Kuhn. You know, that might just be a, a trade and then just just dump his salary. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I mean, that's what that trade was. You know, they dumped uh, Trey Turner. Because uh, he had a couple of years left on his deal, and and you know wanted a new contract. Okung has one year left, and they'll be moving on. Right. Uh, yeah, I think they should have just let Greg Little play. I mean, I'm not sure what the plan. Like, if you his first year he played four games, you know, now you're talking about moving him to guard, which he's never played, and then next year you're going to move him back to tackle, or right. what's going on? Right, because I mean there aren't there isn't a lot of talk about them going O line early in the draft, so I'm not sure what their their actual plan is there. You know they also had like I said they they traded Trey Turner. Greg Van Roden was the starter last season. They let him walk in free agency for a three year ten and a half million dollar deal. You know initially I, when I heard that he was going to the Jets, like there was there was talk about it being ten mil a year which you know it's turned out that's not what it is it's 10 and a half million total right you know he's costing the jets three and a half million a year carolina just said no we're we're not even gonna you know bother trying to bring him back so now they don't even have a starting left guard they're gonna have to move greg little if they don't draft somebody and you have no idea whether or not he can play that spot right right so they're taking a risk there but you know it, not not really you know, I I don't think they're trying to win this year. So, I mean, it's not really risky. I think they're just throwing whatever out there on the O-line. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater. You know, you and I like Teddy. 
Uh, we think he's a he's a starting caliber quarterback, not on the same level as Cam, but good enough to win you some games. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they look at Teddy that way. I I think they just brought him in just to you know oversee the uh, the tanking, and once they're able to get a high pick, you know get rid of get rid of Teddy and draft the quarterback that they want. But I don't think it's going to work out that way. I think Teddy is good enough to win them, you know, six, seven games, you know, maybe even mm-hmm. sneak into the playoffs because now there's an extra playoff game, an extra team that gets into the playoffs. So right. I think that's going to backfire on them a little bit. And also, you know, you, you brought in, you're bringing in talent still on the offense. I mean, you're not doing it on a defense, but you, you bring in Robbie Anderson, you know, that's only right. going to help the offense. You know, if you keep Russell Okun, you know, maybe he is an upgraded left tackle. Maybe uh, Greg Little does work out at guard. And now your offense is, is looking really good. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and tanking generally doesn't work out because teams are not willing to fully fall, follow through with it. You know, we're, we're looking at Miami right now. They traded a pick last year. I can't remember now if it was a second or a third round pick for Josh Rosen. Um, second, second round pick. Yeah, so you brought in Josh Rosen. You you also brought in Fitzpatrick though. And now yeah. you're you're dismantling the rest of the team, right? You you traded off Kenyon Drake, you traded off Minka Fitzpatrick, you traded off Larry McTunsell, Kenny Stills. But it, well, and you had your, your your quarterback that you needed for the tank in Josh Rosen. You know, yeah. he wasn't gonna win you games. But you couldn't follow through with that. You put in Fitzpatrick, you won five games, and now you're talking about trading up to get Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, well, and that, that's going to, that, that, that is going to take all the assets that you got from dismantling your roster. But, you know, no, no rookie head coach wants to be a part of a tank. Usually, right. you know, it, it's a veteran or, you know, an interim type coach, somebody that's not really expected to be around long, but, you know, they, they know what it is. You know, they get to put something on their resume, say they were they're recently a head coach, you know, and maybe maybe hope to to either do enough to 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 stick around or or catch on with another team. But, you know, they know what it is when they come come in there. But a a rookie head coach, a first time head coach, they're not they're not gonna sign up for that because that could they could be one and done, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at Brian Brian Flores, I mean, beginning of the year. The way they started out, people were expecting them to go 0-16. No coach has, has ever recovered from 0-16. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's a part of the problem in Carolina right now also. Uh, you have a GM who clearly wants to win to try and save his job. You have an owner who's looking to burn it all down and rebuild it how he wants it. Right. And then you have your rookie head coach. Yeah, I mean, he's got – Obviously, he's got some input. You know, when we, can, when we get to the list of uh, the guys that Panthers have brought in, you see that it's a lot of connections to the coaching staff. Yeah. But obviously, he doesn't want to come in and, and lose every week, you know? Right. Yeah, maybe maybe you want to make some changes. Maybe you think the, the team needs to be rebuilt, but you don't want to be losing every single game. Yeah. You know, so they're, they're in a spot where, like you said, you're bringing in Robbie Anderson and Russell Okung and, and you know, upgrading those positions. And then on the other side, you're letting everybody walk on defense. And yeah. so you don't know, are you tanking? Are you retooling, rebuilding? What is it? You know? right. right. So we got that one wrong. Cam Newton is a free agent right now. Teddy Bridgewater is a Panther. 
Uh, we still might have it right on Cam Newton. Where do we predict Cam going? I think we had New England. England. Mm-hmm. New England, yeah. And they're still in the mix. It could be either New England or or the Chargers. I mean, it could be it could be some other teams too. But I think those are the two teams that we, you and I, feel strongly about that one of those two teams could could pick him up. Right. So yeah, who's mm-hmm. next on the list? I guess we can we can talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady going to the Bucks. We yeah. had him going to 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 Las Vegas, I guess. Yeah. So. Like I said, he's going on vacation to Tampa. I mean, that's not a that's not a place that you're going to try and win. Not really. Yeah, two year vacation. To, they signed him for two years, uh, fifty million, and that's all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So he, he'll be there for two years. You know, the Bucks. If you look at them, there's a lot of talent on the team. You know, I I think Bruce Arians is a, is a good head coach. I I think going for Tom Brady is a mistake. Tom Brady is done. Yeah, it was it was a mistake, and I there there is talent on the team. It's mostly on offense. I don't yeah. think they have the the O line that Brady's used to, uh, but yeah, he he's got better weapons now than he's had recently in New England. Gonna have to see if he can be as effective with them as as Jameis was. Now oh, that sounds a little weird. He threw thirty interceptions, but he also threw the five thousand yards and thirty three touchdowns. Touchdown. Yeah, uh, you know, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin were both. Pro Bowl receivers last year, and you got OJ Howard there, and I imagine they'll be bringing in a, a running back in the draft. Yeah, I, I know it sounds funny because we we joke about Jameis going thirty for thirty, but I think it's going to be a downgrade from from Jameis bringing in Tom Brady this year. I mean, he's going to be what forty three. Uh, I think he'll still be forty two. Or forty two. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Same difference, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you, you know, he, he you, you're, you're we saw it last year, huh? So you're 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 prematurely aging him, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we saw it last year. I mean, the the, the Patriots got everything they could out of him last year. They stumbled into the playoffs, and that was pretty much it. I don't think it gets any better than that. Well, yeah, and and you saw that New England didn't make really any attempt to keep him. You know, they, they know that it's that it's done. Yeah. Right. You know, that's fine. You know, Tampa, Tampa wasn't going to be moving forward with Jameis. I don't think this move is going to going to get you any more wins. But, you know, you're you're you'll be on TV more. You know, ESPN and Fox will be talking about you more. People will be tweeting about you more. And I'm sure that's really what they wanted out of that move. Oh, for sure. For sure. You get some ratings. Probably fill uh, some uh, some more seats at the stadium, sell some more jerseys. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a good uh, money move. All right. So, who else do we have to talk about a QB here? Uh, Rivers was the the only other one really that uh, you know, made a made a move. I mean, he went from the Chargers to the Colts. Again, that's another move. I I I don't know. Like you know, they're they're familiar with Rivers. You know, they their coach was a leaving offensive coordinator with Philip Rivers previously. Yeah. And so they said, Hey, let's just bring back the guy we know. You know, he's thirty eight, his arm is about done. I mean you look at a team in, in LA that has a lot of talent on it and they won what, five games. You know, right. I mean, there was just a point where he just couldn't get it done anymore. You know. Yeah. He didn't throw again as many interceptions as, as Jameis did, but he had a pretty pretty terrible year 
Yeah, I, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought up the uh, point about being familiar with the player because I want to bring up another team that brought in a quarterback because the coach is familiar with them. Now, I want to tie it all together. I'm going to make a, a bigger point, and that's the, the Chicago Bears. They traded for Nick Foles. Mm-hmm. Right. They were a team that, we talked, that, that was talked about as possibly being interested in Cam Newton or Andy Dalton. And instead, they went with Nick Foles. I think they traded a fourth-round pick for Nick Foles. I think I heard today that, you know, of course, they're saying it's a competition and nothing's guaranteed with Trubisky, which means Trubisky's out. And they won't go with Foles simply because Matt Nagy has worked with him before. He feels comfortable with him before, Uh, um, you know, more so than than, than, uh, Trubisky or Cam or somebody that's more talented. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the issue that I have with coaching, with GMs in the league. And I've said, I've said this on a few occasions offline. I don't think, well, I believe that half, probably more than half of the league in terms of coaches from, from, from scouts, position coaches, all up to head coach from the front office, you know, assistants, GMs, assistant GMs, you know, uh, et cetera. They're not professional level personnel. Right. You know, and I'm not, to, I'm not saying Matt Nagy isn't a, a pro level coach. I'm not saying that uh, Frank Wright isn't a, isn't a pro level coach, but they definitely have those, those amateur like tendencies, right? When you overlook better talent be, to, to, to go with somebody that you, that you're just familiar with and you know, they're over the hill or, you know, they can't get it done. You know, that's what amateurs do. Right. You know, you're a pro, you're a professional. You need, you need to put your feelings aside and say, okay, this guy is talented. This guy can help me out. You know, I may not know him, but I'm going to get to know him. I'm going to figure out, you know, what he does well, or look at the tape. You know, you're supposed to be doing that. Look at the tape and say, okay, he, this is how we can integrate him into our offense and we can make it work. We see coaches do that all the time. And I understand if you want to do it for rotational players, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, this guy, I know he can come in and, and give us some good minutes, you know, off the bench, you know, he's worked with me before, you know, I can go and bring him in. I get that. But when you're talking about important positions like quarterback or starters, you know, like we saw, we saw what happened with, with, with Houston, they, they traded DeAndre Hopkins, you know, we need, we need to talk about that. You know, that was simply because the coach didn't like him. Mm-hmm. What kind of nonsense is that? Yeah. yeah. And that, and they, they have their, their head coach in charge of everything. Right. So, I mean, there isn't even anyone there to tell him no. Right. You know, and Carolina has had their share of that also. I mean, when Ron Rivera was there, you know, Norv Turner is his guy. You know, he yeah. worked for Norv before, you know, or he worked with Norv before he came to Carolina. So they had Norv as the offensive coordinator. They had hired Norv's brother. They hired Norv's son. They hired, I believe it was also Norv's nephew. Nephew, and yeah. Rivera hired one of his family members also. And again, that's not to say that none of those guys – have any talent or, or, you know, they shouldn't be in the NFL. I mean, I think Scott Turner, he's got a good shot at being a good offensive coordinator. But the point is, you didn't look for anyone. You didn't go out and see who the best offensive coordinator you could find was. You woke up at three in the morning and had an epiphany and said, I'm going to get rid of my Shula and Norm's my guy. Well, that's, that, that's, that's, that's a great point. You know, if you're bringing in your friend and, and 
his whole family. Did you do your due diligence and look around and find the the best people for the job? No, no. you didn't. That's lazy. You got lazy. Mm-hmm. You know? And what helps out coaches like Norv, like Nagy, and, and so on and so forth is that most people do that. Right. Right? Most teams do that. At some point, they're going to bring in a family member. They're going to bring in friends. You know, and sometimes they get lucky. A lot of times they don't. A lot of times it, it doesn't work out and then they're all fired. But because it's it's a it's a good old boys club in the NFL, they're able to find jobs somewhere else, you know, and saying, you know, the same coaches get recycled, but they're not doing a good job. And that's why you, you see coaches get fired constantly. That's why you see GMs get fired constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Right. I mean, you look at Bill O'Brien, I mean, I don't I don't think much of him as a head coach to begin with, right? But as a GM, he's clearly not a GM. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a little overmatched. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Yeah, uh, you traded DeAndre Hopkins and Jadavian Clowney for a second and a third, mm-hmm. and 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 a, you know obviously a few players as well. Uh, yeah. Jacob Martin's worked out for him, but Mingo and now David Johnson, I wouldn't I wouldn't call those great moves. But yeah. you so you didn't you didn't get a first round pick for either one of those guys, right? And you traded two firsts and a second to bring in Laramie Tunsil. I mean, and now you're, and now you're having problems re-signing him. Right. Right. If you give up two firsts and a second for Laramie Tunsil at that point, it doesn't matter what he's asking for. You have to give it to him. You've given up too yeah. much. Right. You but can't let him go. Right. You have to be willing. You, you knew when you traded for him that you had to get a deal done. Now what a, what a professional level GM would have done was say, okay, if we're going to do this trade, well, we're not giving you two first and a second. That's just not happening. Right. Um, But if we do this trade, it's going to be contingent upon us coming to an agreement on an extension. Mm -hmm. Right. He's not, we're not getting that deal done until he agrees that, you know, to do an extension or it's understood that he's coming in here and, you know, we're going to work, work it out immediately after that. Right. And they didn't do that, which is mind boggling. Right. They let him play a whole year. And now he's saying, look, this is how much money I want. You don't, you don't like it, you know, franchise me, you know, you know, let me, let me walk, you know, whatever. Right. But yeah, like, just to bring it back to the quarterbacks again, I, I don't, you know, Phillip Rivers and Nick Foles for, for different reasons. I think those are, those are both pretty bad moves. I yeah. mean, like Phillip is 38. You're, you know, you're not going anywhere with Phillip right now. Yeah. Phillip does not strike me as the kind of guy that you want to have on your team to groom a, a young quarterback. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Maybe he's great in the room. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he's really interested in being a mentor. Nick Foles, I mean, he's just bad. Like, I don't know what, what you're expecting there. Yeah. You, you have Trubisky, who you don't like, but you didn't upgrade. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're still going to be in the same position. I guess the difference is just going to be you're not going to get angry every time you look at your quarterback if you're naggy. <sighs> Yeah, it, it's just a face that you feel comfortable with. So even when it doesn't go well or when you're you know, going over film and you, you're explaining to him, hey, look, this is what you did wrong, he can sit there and say, oh, yeah, I see it, you know, and you feel comfortable because you feel like you're both on the same page, whereas, you know, maybe you're doing that with Trubisky and Trubisky wasn't on the same page with you. So it's just, it's just for your own personal feelings. Like, I, I feel more comfortable with this guy. 
also maybe maybe he's just really really tired of hearing how they took him ahead of Watson and Mahomes and you know Trubisky's not going to be the quarterback anymore now you won't have to listen to it because hey what are you going to say about Nick Foles he's a Super Bowl MVP right I think that's exactly why they did it I I think he looked at it and said okay well I worked with this guy before and he worked out for Doug Peterson right he won won them a Super Bowl and also beat us you know the following year in the playoffs right he probably believes that he can get that kind of performance out of him. But there's a reason why the Eagles let him walk, man. Yeah, and there's know. a reason why he lost his job to a sixth-round quarterback in Jacksonville, and they moved on. Yeah. There's a reason why the Rams moved on. There's a reason why the Chiefs moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this so, is not very good. Yeah. So there are a few quarterbacks out there that – you know, we're still not sure where they're going to go. We talked about Cam, some of the possibilities uh, for, for him. Jameis is out there now. You know, not sure what's going to happen with him. And we're not sure what's going to happen with Andy Dalton. Yeah, Andy looks like he's going to have to sit and watch Joe Burrow take his job. Because, I mean, he's still under contract. Mm. I don't think anybody at this point is going to be trading for him. He's just going to have to watch them draft his replacement and – He's going to have to sit there and, you know, just kind of go along with it. It's, it seems like he's going to have to wait another year before he gets a chance to to go somewhere else and, and kind of revive his career. Yeah. Now, surprisingly, Mariota found a job. Marcus Mariota, he signed mm-hmm. with the Raiders. Yeah, I mean, that's a – I think that's a – not saying 100% it'll happen, but that's a prime spot for I came in as a backup, now I'm your starter. I don't think that Gruden is particularly happy with Derek Carr as his starting quarterback. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think Mariota is there to take the job from day one. Well, yeah, it's, gonna, it's just going to depend on how, you know, how, how he comes in. I think Mariota's got all the talent, but he hasn't been – I think he just hasn't been aggressive enough, you right. know, to this point in his career. And if he can get over that hurdle, I think he will take that job from, from Carr. Yeah, yeah. So I think that covers most of the quarterbacks, All right? Tannehill resigned with the Titans. Yeah, and Dak back to Dallas. On a uh, franchise tag. Mm-hmm. For now, yeah. They, they, they should be getting a deal done with him at some point. Yeah, I mean, you know, through, for, for the rest of free agency, we mentioned in passing DeAndre Hopkins going to the Cardinals for a second-round pick. Yeah. Which is just ludicrous. Yeah. But – you know, good for Kyler Murray and, and, and good for Kingsbury. And good for Hopkins because, yeah. I mean, Hopkins and Watson have taken that team as far as they can take them with Bill O'Brien. Yeah. I mean, that was as far as they're going to go. A, a good one and a half quarters in the, in the playoffs. Beat, well, in the second round of the playoffs, they, you know, they beat Buffalo in the, in the first round. That was, a, that was a good game. You know, they, they, you know, that was entertaining to watch. And – Going in, you know, going into the second quarter of, of the playoff game against Kansas City, it looked like yeah. it, it looked like they're gonna go to the Super Bowl. That's what it looked like. Yeah. It looked like they were gonna go to the Super Bowl because they were up big on Kansas City. You know, I I said, okay, well, Tennessee had already beaten Baltimore by then, so that that means they're gonna have to go to Houston and play play Houston. I think Houston would have would have won that game. They were gonna be in the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I thought, man, I can't believe it. You know, Bill O'Brien is gonna gonna take this team to a Super Bowl, and the the rest of the second quarter happened, and then the rest of the game happened. 
Absolutely. It fell apart that, you know, that fast. And that's the pinnacle of Bill O'Brien's coaching career. And I don't think it's going to get any better than that. So I'm glad Hopkins got to get out. I hope Deshaun Watson gets out. I hope he asks for a trade or forces a trade. Well, I mean, ideally, Bill O'Brien would be the one who's out. But Yeah, but he has too much control right now. He's not going to go anywhere. Didn't they they just give him an an, an extension? uh, I believe so. Yeah. He's not going anywhere. Speaking of Buffalo, uh, they also brought in their own wide receiver. This time, properly valued. Yes. uh, Stefan Diggs for a first and a couple of day three picks. Yeah. What do you think about that deal? I think that was a great move for Buffalo. It, it was good for both sides. You know, Diggs didn't want to be in, in Minnesota anymore, and they got a first-round pick for him. So, like you said, they got proper value, you know, for for as much as you can get for a top-tier wide receiver. And you mm-hmm. know, like, like I said, Buffalo gets a top-tier wide receiver. You know, they, they have some talent on that team. And, you know, I had to give it up to McDermott and their, their GM. They are, they're putting together a, a pretty solid team. You know, I didn't think they were going to be able to do it, but but they are. You know, they also brought in Mario Addison. That was a good addition. So they're adding to the defense. Oh, they, 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 brought, in, they brought in several Panthers. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're the Panthers. They're, they're Panthers north. So Vernon right. Butler and Daryl Williams both also heading to Buffalo this offseason. Mm-hmm. Josh Norman went to Buffalo this offseason. Josh Norman, that's right. Yeah. No, yeah. They're, they're doing a pretty good job uh, building that team, except – at quarterback, which is why I'm not sure that it's a great move for Diggs, but hopefully that works out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't really believe in Josh Allen either, but they do. And this is what you're supposed to do when you get a quarterback that you, you know, that, that you believe in, you surround them with talent and they're doing that. So now you have, you have Diggs, you have John Brown, that, that running back that he has drafted. Yeah, you know, Singletary. Singletary, I mean, he has some talent there. The the problem is it's not a fairy tale, and just their belief in Josh Allen won't get them anywhere. He has no. to actually go out and play, and I just I, – I, I'll tell you, I'll say this. I never believe in a quarterback who I have seen turn his back to the line of scrimmage and run in the opposite direction. No, he didn't, have, he didn't have a good game. He didn't have a good game, but the team had a good year. You know, he performed better than, you know, than he did in his rookie year, and – you know, you, I, I, low bars. Well, well, I'll say this. You, you, you never know, right? You, you never know what will happen. Like, they're, they're clearly good enough to, to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And you never know. You, you never know if, if a light switch can turn on with, with, with Josh Allen and he can put it together for a string of playoff games and get them to the Super Bowl, much like Joe Flacco did. Right? Mm-hmm. Joe Flacco looked great in our Super Bowl run. And that was, that was it for him. You know, I mean, it, it is possible that Josh Allen could do that. I don't think he's going to do that. But this is what you're supposed to do when, you know, when we talked about building a team. We talked about being a professional. Okay, we got the quarterback that we believe is our guy. Now let's get him some weapons, right? We got some alignment for him. We were protecting him, and we're going to put some weapons around him. We already built up the defense. We're putting together a team that can compete. That's what you're supposed to do. For sure. I just think that – You've built a a top tier defense. Like I said, you're going out, you're going out, and you're getting weapons for him now. This is a perfect time to say, "Hey, somebody give me a first plus for Josh Allen, and I'm going to go sign Cam Newton, and we're going to win the Super Bowl right now." I wonder if Sean McDermott is tempted to do that because he's worked with Cam for so long. 
Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's in the back of his mind, like, man, yeah, I like Josh Allen, but I love Cam. I, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think he'd probably be lying if he said he didn't think of it. But I mean, yeah, there's no, there's no actual chance of him doing it. it there isn't, but there should be. Yeah, there should be. I know that with me, that's exactly what I would do. I would tell and, my coach staff, like, look, it is what it is. Are, and I don't think they're too attached to bad quarterbacks. They yeah. they're too scared to make a switch. Yeah, and and I you know on on one hand I understand it because it's hard to find a quarterback, right? But if the one you have is already bad, what does yeah. it matter? Yeah, well, they had too much success last year for him to make that move. I think I think if it was another year where they didn't make the playoffs, it'd be easier to you know to sell that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's their thinking, but I think that you you you'd probably go right back to the playoffs with Jameis. Joe Flacco, Cam. I mean, you know, you can you can replace Josh Allen. Is what I'm saying. Like, you can go out and get another quarterback and get you right back to the playoffs, and then mm-hmm. lose in one in, in your first game. I agree. And also, if you look at the skill sets, I mean, what's Josh Allen? He's a running quarterback, mm-hmm. right? He's not a pocket passer. He's not a good passer. Right? Yeah. He's got he's got a strong arm, but he makes plays with his feet. He well, is what Cam haters think Cam is. Yeah. Yeah. And Cam does what Josh Allen does better in, yeah. in all, in all uh, aspects of the game. I mean, he's a better passer and he's a better runner. He's, he's, mm-hmm. just, he's just a better player. Yeah. And, and that's not up for debate. I don't care what anybody thinks. That's not up for debate. He's just a better player even right now. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Let's, let's go and trade Josh Allen. Yeah, we could probably get a first-round pick for him. And let's bring in Cam. Yeah. I, I would love to see them – that but obviously that's not going to happen we're going to probably be waiting till after the draft to see where cam actually ends up Jameis, i think is probably going to have to settle for being a backup this year and and trying to trying to take somebody else's job so we'll, we'll see where he ends up aside from the you know the, the the quarterbacks and free agency and and a couple of those receivers there are a couple of edge rushers out there who who's Futures are uncertain at this point. You know, Jadavian Clowney is sitting in free agency and he's saying he's willing to wait. Talks of the Jets and I believe the Titans saying they were interested. And also Seattle was was interested in bringing him back. Yeah. The thing with, with Clowney is, is it's just, you, you know he can play. When you, you put on the tape on Clowney, it looks like he's worth every penny. Every yeah. snap that he takes, he's he is creating havoc, right? Mm-hmm. But it's his availability. That's just, that's the only issue. You know, I don't think teams have a problem with paying him what he's asking for, but I don't think they want to give him a lot of guaranteed years because you don't want to be stuck with a contract where he's he's only playing eleven, you know, eleven games. Yeah, and 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 I think that uh, obviously, you know, he he didn't have a lot of sacks last year, and that's going to hurt you in negotiations. Even though everyone knows that that's not. You know that that's not the be all and end all. Right. He's got the the kind of the concept of, of gravity, you know, in his game where, you know, maybe he doesn't fill up a stat sheet, but if you watch him play, he's affecting every single play, and he affects what the offense is trying to do. Yeah. I think that whoever ends up getting him is obviously going to get a great player, and and you're going to get him on a little bit, a little bit of a discount, not much, but a little bit. Yeah, because he came out and, and said that was well, I guess his agent came out and said that their asking price has gone down to around seventeen or eighteen million. So, 
a player of mm-hmm. his caliber, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it, is, it is a little bit of a discount. And I think more teams at that price are going to be, be interested in him. So I, I think pretty soon we'll, we'll, we'll be hearing about him getting signed. Yeah. Uh, the, the other edge rushers that are available, I mean, they're not free agents, but we're looking at Yannick Ngonkwe and Matt Judon. Yeah, both franchised. Both franchised. Judon, I think, probably wants to stay in Baltimore. It's a question of whether or not they want to extend him and at what price. Yannick has made it very clear that he is, uh, he's not feeling Jacksonville 2020. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what Jacksonville does with that. What are they going to let him go for? Because the latest thing we heard was that Jacksonville wants a first-round pick plus something else, which I don't think they're going to get that. I don't think they're going to get a first-round pick, to be honest. Right. Javion Clowney didn't go for a first-round pick. And Yannick has made it clear, I'm not going back to Jacksonville. I've already notified them. I'm not coming back. He said bye to the fans. He's not going to be there. So you have to move him. And the fact that, that Clowney is still not signed. Judon is still available, allegedly, uh, through a trade. So there are other options for teams before you get to Yannick. Right. Yeah, I think for Yannick, I really just think the best outcome is Baltimore. He's three years younger and a better player than Judon. If I'm them, I'm calling Jacksonville, and I'm trying to make that swap. You know, even if it's Judon plus a third or fourth to, to get Yannick and then extend him, then you, you've you just improved your defense right there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm a big Matt Judon fan. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind him coming back. But, yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Yannick is, 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 is a slightly better player, and he is younger. I wouldn't mind trading for him and, and, and working out a, a deal with him. He'll be worth it. But I think, I think with, with Clowney asking for less money now, I think that kind of – sets the market for those guys a little bit. I know Yannick was, was you know, he wanted 20-plus 20, 20 mil. I'm not sure if he'll get that. Judon's definitely not going to get that. And when it comes down to it, how much less is Judon going to want than Yannick? I think that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, I, I think Yannick can still get 20. He is. He's younger and more productive than both of those other guys. Yeah. He doesn't have the injury history. I think he can get the, the 20 mil. But – yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. Judon, I don't want to say he shouldn't get as much as Clowney, but I, I think he probably won't. You know, maybe. But, again, it's not going to be a huge difference. I mean, no. he'll be right there at 16, 17 also. So, I mean, it's not a it's not a huge difference in, in, in any of them. It's more just which player you prefer. True. I, the, the Ravens have some options. They've been doing a, a pretty good job this offseason. And we can segue into to the Ravens' moves. They, they signed Calais Campbell. Well, yeah, well, they traded and signed Calais Campbell. Traded yeah. a uh, fifth-round pick, I believe. Uh, yes, for, for Campbell. Yeah, mm-hmm. fifth-round pick, and they extended him for, for two years. So that that gives us um, an upgrade on the interior line. We also They also worked out an agreement with Michael Brockers, but uh, he ended up not signing. And they turned around and signed Derek Wolf. So – Still got some help on the interior line. So I think those are two upgrades at our interior line. So we got Calais Campbell on the end. We got Derek Wolf on the other end. And then we, you know, we got Brandon Williams who can slide back into that nose tackle position. So mm-hmm. we're shoring up that, that interior line. Those are upgrades in terms of run stoppers. 
and also pass rushing. Yeah, it's a, both those guys are upgrades on what they had last year. I mean, you're already they're already what the the number three overall defense. Um, yeah, I think they were number five in terms of points per drive, and you have two pretty significant upgrades at the at the end spots, and also just by default you've upgraded the nose tackle because now you you have Brandon Williams moving back into that spot as opposed to Michael Pierce. Right. So the the run defense. I won't say it was a huge issue. I mean, they, they, they certainly had their, had their problems, but you've already upgraded significantly in that area. And like you said, Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf, Wolf both better pass rushers than what they had before. Right. Derek Wolf just came off a career year with, with nine sacks, you know? So, uh, no, I think, I think he, he had seven and a half, but he, you know, it was in, in 12 games. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Calais Campbell. You know, his numbers kind of gone down over the last couple of years, but he's still, he's still, I guess he, he gets pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. So th- that's going to help our pass rushing. And Eric DaCosta had alluded to that a few weeks back, well, a couple of months now, that while he did want to get better at pass rushing, he didn't necessarily feel like it had to be on the edge, you know, right. get pressure in, in, the, in the interior line. And that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. So and along with that, you know, Baltimore, uh, a bit of a surprise to me. I thought he would have a, a better market. They also brought back Jimmy Smith. Yes, I'm very happy about that. I'm very mm-hmm. happy about that. Yeah, I thought he was gone too because, yes, he got hurt. He, he, he's battled some injuries over the years. But I thought when he came back, he played excellent. And right. I, I thought for sure there's going to be some, some teams that, that were interested in him. And he just didn't get the money that he was looking for. And also, he, he had mentioned that he wasn't really trying to leave either. I think he was just looking for a fair deal. And as long as there was no nothing crazy out there, something ridiculously high that he couldn't pass up, he, he was planning on coming back to Baltimore. Right. Uh, so that those are the most significant uh, additions for Baltimore. Yeah. Looking over the, the list of players they lost. I mean, not, not that these guys are bad players. They, they lost the Owasu. They lost Michael Pierce to the Vikings, Josh Bynes to the Bengals. They cut James Hurst, traded Hayden Hurst. Yep, second and, pick. Yes, the second and a fifth. Yeah. Uh, the 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 only one that I look at and say it's a big loss though is Marshall Yonda. Yeah, he retired. Yeah. Right, and oh. and so like it's you know the, like I said those other guys decent enough players, but I don't think it's going to have a huge effect on the team. Marshall Yonda is a big deal. That's something they're going to have to address. Yeah, and I think they're going to address that early in the draft. I don't want to get too much into the draft because we're going to be doing a mock draft and we're going to post it on our website. So well, lbhottake.com. Yeah, lbhottake.com. So you guys, you know, check that out. We're going to be uh, – we already have one mock draft on there, and we have tons of articles on there already. So go on there and check it out. Pretty soon we're going to have our second mock draft. But I think – we are going to get a wide receiver in the first round. Okay. I'm not going to give too much away, but I think we're going to get wide receiver in the first round and second round. I think we're going to go interior lineman, but it is very possible because we have a lot of picks. We have a, a first round pick, two second round picks, two third round picks, and I believe two fourth round picks. Mm-hmm. They could very easily get an interior lineman, you know, like Cesar Ruiz where we're picking in the first round and then go wide receivers in the second round. I mean, they have, they have plenty of options. Now I know the 
the uh, popular thought out there is to go defense, which uh, to me, I, we've done so much on defense. You know, we have a good defense and, and we have the number one offense. Why wouldn't you want to add to it? But a lot of people want to go linebacker or edge rusher or interior line. I, I don't think that's a priority for us right now. We, we, we've done a lot by bringing in Calais Campbell and Derek Wolf. We, we've done a, that, that, that upgrades our defense a lot. Right. And, and re-signing Jimmy Smith because, you know, now Jimmy Smith, that that's, you know, he could be a rotational player. You know, we can move him around on, on either side. We got Tavon Young coming back to, to play the, the slot corner. Our secondary is is set. There, there aren't too many holes. I mean, edge rusher, I mean, we, we'll figure out what we're going to do with, uh, with Judon. But I think it's either going to be Judon or it's going to be Yannick in that position. So now you're just talking about the other, the other side of, of, of the ball. I don't think it's that big of a deal now that we got Clayus Campbell there and Derek Wolf. Right. The, the rush defense was really the only problem. And, and most people kind of attribute that to the middle linebacker because, you know, they, they lost C.J. Mosley. And it was a couple of guys who, you know, I guess aren't really household names and, and they didn't play particularly well. But the front didn't play well. And, and if your front doesn't play well against the run, then your linebackers aren't going to play well against the run. They've addressed the, the line. And so I think you're going to see much better play out of the linebackers regardless. I don't really think that's an area they need to address early in, in the draft. You know, their, their defense is built through the secondary, and they are stacked in the secondary. They're stacked, yeah. You know, on the other hand, you look at the offense. Yeah, they, they had a great year last year. But you got to the playoffs, you know, against Tennessee, couldn't move the ball. And a big part of that is you just don't have the receivers to do it. Yeah, that, that's my thing. You know, they expose some of our weaknesses. Well, I think we expose our weaknesses. You know, my, my whole thing is we didn't play our game. I think if we played our game, it would have been a different story. But the coaching staff showed us something there. They showed that they do want to be more of a passing team. And they thought they, they, were, they were capable of being that, but they're not. I mean, our number one wide receiver was a rookie who was hurt all year, right? Hollywood mm-hmm. Brown. And I think Hollywood Brown is going to be really good, right? And that's, that's great, but that's one wide receiver. You know, Miles Boykin was starting on the other side, and he had an okay year for, you know, for a rookie. But, and, you know, and, and they do expect him to, to, to take the next step this year. They hope that he takes the next step this year, but just wasn't good enough. You know, you know, we, we had Seth Roberts. You know, we let Seth Roberts go. We got Willie Sneed as that third wide receiver. I like Willie Sneed, but our wide receiving core as a whole just wasn't good enough. And it's not good enough right now moving forward. So something needs to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Miles Boykin and, you know, Eric DaCosta, that, like you said, they, they, they hope he takes a step forward. You see a lot of people projecting them to wait until the third round to, to pick a receiver and kind of hope that they're good enough in their rookie year to, to start and, you know, or, or make a, a significant contribution. And I, you know, I told you this the other day, that's all well and good. You know, everybody liked Miles Boykin and you can hope he, he, he takes a big step forward next year, but hope is not a plan. Right. You know? And what are you going to do if he doesn't, what are you going to do if the wide receiver that you take in the third round, isn't the guy you, you, you got to, put more into the offense because your team 
is built around Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar is going is going to be the reason you lose or the reason you don't. And you got to give him all the support. Yeah. The the way the team is built on the defensive side, we don't need to go defense really at all in the draft if if we're, if we're being real about it, right? It would be nice to add another good player to you know to the defense if we yeah, if we got Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen like a lot of people are projecting us to get. Yeah, you know, I I think those those two guys they're they're good linebackers, and yeah, I I think they will contribute. Yeah, if we got if we were if we somehow were able to trade up and get Chase on, yeah, I think that would that would help out and our defense will look good. But if we don't get any of those guys, our defense is still going to look good, mm-hmm. right? Whereas on the offense, we're going to take a step back if we don't address the O line, if we don't address interior line, yonder retiring, if if we don't address wide receivers mm-hmm. we're going to take a step back i don't i don't think we'll be terrible but we are going to take a step back and right now we can't afford to take a step back we are trying to win a super bowl the super bowl champions kansas city chiefs i mean they're not going anywhere and in fact they're going to add more talent i'm confident i'm positive they're going to add another wide receiver i'm positive and, and they brought all their wide receivers back i was i was certain that sammy watkins was going to get cut yeah, uh, but they just brought Sammy Watkins back. They re-signed Demarcus Robinson. You know, obviously Tyreek and, and Kelsey are still there. So yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a decent chance they they add a receiver. I also think they're going to add a running back. Yeah, me too. So me too, because Sammy they, Watkins they, is only they have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sammy Watkins is only on a one year deal. So yeah. I think they are going to draft another wide receiver to replace him. Right. But, you know, the the more important thing is they have a quarterback who, you know, they think is the best in the league, you know, one yep. of the most talented ever, and they're just going to keep giving him guys to throw to. Right. Period. Right. So we have to be able to match that firepower, and they're going to be working on their defense as well this offseason, right, through the draft and whatnot. So they're, they're filling in holes too. We, we, can't, we can't just look at the defensive side and say, well, the defense is going to carry us. Right. I I know as a Baltimore fan, we're used to seeing defense, right? And that's that's what we like to see. But we have one of the best players in the league in Lamar Jackson. That's something that we've never seen here before. So I th- I think it's just a matter of we're just not used to seeing it. But surround him with weapons. Surround him with a lot of weapons and let mm-hmm. him carry us. We we got a good defense that you know, they can hold down their end. You know, we've done enough on the defensive side. Let's focus on the offense. Right. You know, and, and, and in terms of the Panthers, you can take a look at what they've done in free agency. Uh, I'll start with the the list of losses. So this year, they're losing Cam Newton, Luke Keekley, Greg Olson, Greg Van Roten, Mario Addison, Gerald McCoy, Bruce Irvin, James Bradbury, Eric Reed, Vernon Butler, Trey Turner, Jarius Wright, Dontari Poe. They just traded Kyle Allen. Colin Jones asked to be released. And uh, backup D.E. West Horton retired. That's a pretty long list. <laughs> the list of guys that they have brought in, I mean, it's, it's really, you know, they're, 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 it looks like there's a couple of qualifications to, to get on the Panthers roster this year. Either you played for Rule or Joe Brady at some point, or you were a backup or part-time starter who's willing to take little to no money. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, obviously outside of Bridgewater and Robbie Anderson, you know, those are, you know, those were legit free agent additions. 
Zach Kerr, John Miller, Stephen Weatherly, Justin Burris, PJ Walker, Seth DeValve, Tahir Whitehead, Farrell Cooper, Kirk, Kirk, or Keith Kirkwood, Seth Roberts, and Chris Smith. Which yeah. one of those guys do you want on your team? Uh, just Robbie Anderson, really. <laughs> that, that's it. Yeah, and we said it earlier in the podcast, they're not trying to win. They're just, they're just trying to fill spots right now. They're trying to, they're trying to tank in a, you know, in a, what they think is a discreet way. It's not, not so discreet. And once they're, they're in a position to get the, the quarterback that they want, or, you know, they, well, they feel like, you know, once they tank in there and they're, they're in a position to get whoever they want, then they can start adding, adding talent to the team. But it rarely works out that way. It, it really works out that way. When, yeah. when you strip a team down like that, it takes years before you can really turn it on. I, I know people like to look at San Francisco and say, oh, well, they were picking number one, and then the next year they're in the Super Bowl. Well, it wasn't that, it wasn't that simple, man. I mean, they, they already had a bunch of first-round draft picks that they, they accumulated over the years. They brought in a lot of free agents. They brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, and you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt that year prior, which is right. part of the reason why they, they were picking number one overall. So a lot of things happened before they they turned it around but it looks like it all happened in one year yeah the 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 panthers i mean like i said right now you're good at quarterback you know bringing in bridgewater you're good at running back you're good at wide receiver the 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 problem there is going to be again the o-line and how are you addressing that yeah because right now john miller I mean, he he's he's the de facto starter at at right guard. Not great. Right. You know, Matt Parrott has had a, had an awful year last year. Hopefully, he can bounce back. You know, another year removed from that injury. Left guard, you're looking at Greg Little or a draft pick right now. Yeah. And you, and you and you have to have questions about Okung and whether or not he's going to be healthy all year. Yeah. So I'm not confident at all that they're going to be able to protect Bridgewater in order to 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 run the offense but if they are if they can protect him the offense should put up points i mean it's, it's a it's a very talented offense the problem is what are you going to do on the other side of the ball you know for for a while now people have been kind of speculating they would take isaiah simmons now it's sounding like maybe the giants are gonna gonna jump on him at number four mm. if that happens you know you're looking at maybe Derek brown or you know, according to Matt Miller just yesterday, they may be looking at a wide receiver at seven, which I wouldn't be upset with. You know, go and get Jerry Judy at number seven and, and really give Bridgewater a chance to be successful. But then the question is, what on earth is going to happen on defense? Well, also, I mean, you get Jerry Judy. You know, I'm questioning again, what are you doing? Because you just brought in Robbie Anderson. You have Curtis Samuel. You have DJ Moore. You know, those guys are pretty good, right? So, yeah, but Curtis Samuel's on a, you know, this is his contract year, so there's no telling if he's going to be back. True. He only signed Robbie Anderson for two years, so. Yeah. I honestly don't think they know what they're, what they're going to do. Right. I, I don't think so either. I mean, they let James Bradbury walk. They have no corners, basically. I mean, Dante Jackson is still a guy that you can look at and say he has, has some potential but he didn't play well at all last year. Yeah. You know, and he's the, he's the corner that they have right now. They don't have anybody else. You know, people were, were kind of losing their minds about the, the contract that Bradbury got, but 
it was a you know it was a market value deal for for what he's been. He's been a a, a good solid starting cor- corner for them. Yeah, and you know I mean he has to handle Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Mike Thomas six times a year. Right. You know, like you're not gonna get somebody to, to do that well for cheap. No, no. For me, if if the plan is to strip the team down and get ready to 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 draft your quarterback. When you're building the team from, from 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 the bottom up, my thing is build from the inside out, right? Start with your your lines, offensive line, defensive line, and then build out from there. So <clears throat> if you're looking to bring in a rookie quarterback, you need to you need to go ahead and draft O line right now. So that pick should be Tristan Wirfs if he's available or or the next tackle, Mikai Becton or whoever. And then Next round, look at one of these interior linemen, you know, Lloyd Cushenberry, right? Matt Hennessy or wh- whoever. Start building that O-line now so when your quarterback comes next year or the year after, they can protect them, mm-hmm. right? Because that's another mistake that teams like this make when they're stripping down the team is that, <clears throat> okay, mission accomplished. We, we, we completely tanked and we got a quarterback that we wanted and they come in and they just get crushed. Yeah. But you know the the other part is you you want to be able to actually successfully get the quarterback that you're looking for. So you don't want that O line to be that strong. Yeah. You know you don't you don't want Teddy to be that successful. You know you're going to be giving up a ton of points because you haven't done anything on the defense. But if you build a a, a really good O line, you're going to be scoring a ton of points too. Yeah. You know, you're going to be in shootouts and and you'll win you know, you'll win six, seven of those. And then you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to get Justin Fields unless you're willing to give up a bunch of draft picks. Right. It's, it's, um, it's a tough situation there right now because it, it doesn't seem like they're on the same page, to be honest. If you look at what they're doing on offense and then what they're doing on defense, it's like one side they're trying to, they're trying to win, the other side they're trying to tank. Well, yeah, I mean, that, and that's what NFL teams do because they don't want to just say – you know, come out and say, hey, we're not looking to win this year. You're trying to make it look like you're you're trying to compete. And most of the time, they do too good of a job, you know? Yeah. Like Miami, you brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then you played him, and he won you several games. You know, you went and signed Teddy Bridgewater. You brought in Robbie Anderson. You're going to win more games than you, than you probably want to win next year. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. So, yeah. I think uh, we've covered everything. Is there anything else you wanted to? No, I, I think that's about it. I mean, we want to, you know, really go in depth on the on the draft in the in the next episode. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we covered all the free agency talk that we needed to. Like I said, we'll be putting up a, a mock draft on the site and lbhottake.com. Um, that'll be up soon. Yep. And be on the lookout for the next episode where we where we cover the 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 draft as a whole. Yep. And in the meantime, like B said, check out our website, uh, follow us on Twitter at LBHT podcast. And also you can email us at uh, LBHT show at gmail.com. Yep. So follow us everywhere. Email us, give us some feedback, you know, send us some questions. We can, you know, we can go over your questions and uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for episode four. We will see you in episode five.